Good morning and welcome. Happy Hump Day. That's the Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Wednesday. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Over two decades of ensuring all of your wealth out there, the physical delivery of gold and silver. One of the, if not the most interactive gold company in the world today, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. The articles, the videos, I mean, everything you could possibly need uh, to get yourself in the know is out there, updated uh, Monday through Friday. It's, you know, it's better than a free report. It's more active and uh, more dynamic than any free report out there. And all you got to do is punch in Patriot Trading Group or allamericangold.com. Uh, follow us on Facebook uh, before the end of the week. We are going to run our very first gold giveaway on Facebook. So make sure you get out there, uh, follow us so when it gets up, uh, you'll be able to put your guests in. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Patriot Trading One. Uh, follow us on, on on SoundCloud for the the podcast. I mean, just all the different ways that we could possibly reach out to you. And we're there, of course, the mothership KHNC in Denver, uh, Johnstown, Colorado, the Front Range, and then of course right here. In the Valley of the Sun, to get KXXT, which is where this show runs out of. Uh, just, again, trying to get the word out. And today is no exception. All kinds of craziness happening. We'll, we'll get to it all. We had two different soft data numbers. I guess we got to refer to things as soft and hard data. Soft data is survey stuff, right? Stuff that, hey, you really don't have to be very precise and, and, of course, leads to a lot of conjecture and speculation, which is exactly what they like. And they try to put that data out in front of the hard data. But we did have uh, two key pieces of soft data. We'll go over that. But before we do the metals program, for those of you uh, that have gotten in on that program, of course, this was the end of March, was the end of the quarter. Uh, we have started the shipping process, and I will tell you that it probably won't be done. We won't be all the way shipped on the metals program uh, till, till, till the mid to end of next week. Uh, but we are in the process of doing it. It's a, it's a new quarter. If you've been thinking about, you know what, I need to sign up or or I was just waiting for the right time, uh, April starts the new quarter, get it done. You know, you think about how easy of a program it is. You know, you, you, you put a credit card on file with us, you pick the day of the month from the 1st through the 28th, and, and you pick the amount. The minimum is $100, so you got to do at least $100 a month. There is no maximum. You want to do three, four, five hundred dollars a month, whatever it may be, and then you get four physical shipments a year. You know, I think about uh, all of these states out there 
trying to force you into a 401k plan. If you're like a small business owner, maybe you're a one-man shop or your employer doesn't offer it to you and they're trying to automatically enroll you into their, uh, you know, like California does it with CalPERS and all these 13 other states are now doing the exact same thing. This is a great way uh, to start saving for your retirement and putting it away. And the best part is you're going to actually get to hold it there are no fees involved. Matter of fact, the only fee you ever pay ever is a shipping fee. That's it. No fee to set it up. None. No fee to, hey, you know what? You had an unexpected expense pop up or you needed to, to skip a month. There's no fee for that. There's no no fee to cancel. You can start it. You can stop it. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. Uh, if you're looking for more details, go out to allamericangold.com, click on the metals plan icon or button. I guess that's what they call it, the technical term, the button. And uh, you can read all about it, or if you have any other questions, feel free to call us at 800-951-0592. Uh, we also do IRAs. So if you had an old 401k from four jobs ago or or you got an IRA sitting out there and you think it's a, you know, you you want to get it into to precious metals, we can do that for you. Penalty-free, you can roll it right over. Uh, don't have to pay your taxes or anything like that. You can just roll it over uh, penalty-free through Gold Star Trust. The reason why we use them, really simple because they charge the least amount of fees. When you do a hard asset IRA, they charge you $50 to set it up. So you got to pay 50 bucks to set it up. Then they charge $100 a year for the first $100,000, $100 a year in storage fees. And then they 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 then they charge a $75 administration fee. So the first year You'd pay $225 in fees, which is not very much. And then every year thereafter, the fees would be 175 bucks a year. That's it. Uh, so if you're interested in doing that, uh, we can do that for you as well. Just give us a call at 800-951-0592. Like I said, two big pieces of soft data out. We're going to talk about both of them. One of them was the ADP. That was the private sector payroll report, and it was a great one. Patriot Radio News Hour will be back after the break. us and do business with us, and that's how we pay it forward. 
Again, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Just, just in case you missed it, uh, as, uh, well, you, as I told you, and I tweeted it out uh, about two weeks ago, Payless Shoe Stores has now filed, made it official file for Chapter 11, uh, Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. Uh, they announced that they effective immediately they are going to close 400 stores. They said the company had a billion dollars in assets. Unfortunately, they had $10 billion in liabilities along with more than 100,000 creditors. Wow. Here's the sad part. The 400 stores, not enough. Not enough. Uh, but, but neither here nor there. That, uh, just you know, add that to the list. Hard data. That's hard data, right? That's factual stuff. Here's soft data. So today, in every, the first week of every month, we get what we call the payroll numbers. ADP, they started off with their survey. So anytime you kind of, you know, you know, when you hear the word survey, that, that, that lets you know that's a soft data type number. Then on thir- and that, and that's on a Wednesday. On Thursday and every Thursday, we get first-time jobless claims. And then on the first Friday of every month, you get the uh, government's payroll number. And again, that is a seasonally adjusted number. Now, we could actually stop all the shenanigans if we'd like to, right? Just but go to the, the Social Security payroll reports every week, and you can find out how many people are working versus this week versus last week. I mean, we could have it. Right on the number. We just choose not to. You decide why. But ADP said private sector employment soared by 263,000 jobs in March. The report also said, however, that the jump in employment in February was downwardly revised by 53,000. And ADP's got a, you know, they they tend to have big gaps. But uh, so that took February's number. Remember, February's two hundred ninety-eight thousand. Took it down to two forty-five. So this one's clocking in at least on first look at two sixty-three. They say that March reflects the biggest increase since employment surged by two hundred eighty-four thousand jobs in December of twenty fourteen. Of course, they said that last month about the 298, and then it got revised. So we'll have to wait and see. But here's what they said. And listen, this is good news. Employment for goods-producing sector saw another significant increase, climbing by 82,000 jobs. And they said March was revised to 100,000. So this is what we got to believe. There's a manufacturing miracle going on somewhere. I don't know where, but somewhere. Again, survey numbers. The report said employment in construction and manufacturing rose by 49 and 30,000 jobs. Now, I don't know what, how a goods-producing number is not part of manufacturing, but anyway... This is how they break it all down. 
They said the service sector in total jumped by 181,000 jobs. Consumer-dependent industries, including healthcare, leisure and hospitality, and trade, saw notable job growth during the month. They said large businesses added 45,000 jobs, while employment at medium and small businesses jumped by 100,000 jobs. So there you go. Well, 100,000 and then on medium and 118, I'm sorry, 118 on small business. The report, uh, job growth is off to a strong start in 2017, at least according to the survey. So that was the first piece of soft data. The second piece of soft data that came out was the ISM survey data. Of course, the that's the Institute of Supply Management. That's right here in Tempe, by the way. They said the non-manufacturing index, so that's another word for service. Okay, this is the, the one where, according to ADP, we saw a big jump in jobs. This report unexpectedly fell, and they said that the, it was a much bigger than expected pullback, and it says the majority of the respondents' comments indicate a positive outlook on business conditions and the overall economy. However, there were several comments about the uncertainty of future policies on health care, trade, immigration, potential impact on business, and well, I guess, well, I don't know, nu- nuclear bombs from North Korea. I didn't see that on there, so they're not worried about that. It said, here's what it said. The pace of growth in orders fell by over five points from February to March. The new orders index fell by three three points from February to March. The employment index fell by more than four points. Matter of fact, the employment index is barely positive, 51.6. And this is one of those reports where 50 kind of serves as zero, uh, 51.6 in the employment index. So you got a little bit of everything. That made Wall Street very happy because you had the number that they want, which is we just want to see job growth. We got that. And then forget about the other, the, the number of companies that are saying they're actually hiring barely above the positive line. But then in today's Arizona Republic, and I don't, you know, I get the Republic every day, but usually there's nothing worth talking about in there. But this one was in the business section. You only had to go to page 14 to find it. Part-timers in Arizona having a tough time finding full-time employment. And we can say, listen, we can say with the jobs number is whatever it wants, right? 200,000, 300,000. Heck, we can say it's a million. But at the end of the day, when we look at hard data, GDP is an example, hard data. How much money did people spend? That's hard data. Uh, Wages, hard data. What type of jobs are really happening out there? Now, I would like to say, 
And obviously, I don't know, I'm not everywhere. But Phoenix, and, and you know, you take Phoenix, we're talking about, you know, Phoenix and Mesa and Scottsdale and, and Glendale and Goodyear and all the surrounding areas. Arizona in general, again, one of the states people want to live in. Right? People are leaving California. They're leaving Illinois. They're leaving New York. They're, all the states that got money problems got people problems. So I would think that we would be a very good assessment of what's happening overall in the jobs market. In other words, if you wanted to say, hey, let's go to a city, let's go to a state, where we think the economy is robust. And I think Arizona would be in the top five or six. Arizona has one of the highest rates of underemployed workers in the country. A situation that can keep people in poverty, lacking benefits, and facing other financial problems. <laughs> According to the Federal Reserve's own report, and of course this is what I've been talking about for I don't know how long, all of these people, by the way, if you went back to the 80s, would be on the unemployment rate. Yes, I have a job, but it's a crappy part-time job. And I want to work full-time. The Federal Reserve got rid of that number. So they could come out and tell you how great they were. What was shocking to me is how big the number really was. In Arizona, 29% of all part-time workers said they would prefer full-time employment, but haven't been able to find it. It's an incredible number. It says nationally, 21%. So you still think nationally, one in five. In Arizona, it's almost, what, down to closing in on one in three? Only Nevada and California had higher rates of involuntary part-time workers. Nevada is at one in three at thirty uh, percent. California right behind it at, at or I'm sorry, Nevada at thirty-three, California at thirty. Women overall are more likely to work part-time compared to men. The report uh, from 2016 from people living in different areas in the West. Now, by the way, I want you to know this, too. The San Francisco Federal Reserve, that is the only central bank in the entire West Coast. So they cover this area. They cover Arizona. They cover Nevada. They cover California, right? They cover all the Western states. That Fed governor just last week said, hey, the economy's back to normal. So I guess this is now what the new normal is, is one out of every three people working part-time wants to be working full-time but can't get it 
And by the way, the only jobs out there part time. Not the only. I mean, there's some full time work out there, but it's minimal. Says legislation which Republicans and, and Congress have tried to repeal require businesses with 50 or more full time workers to provide health insurance. Right, that was one of the things in the Obamacare bill. And they they cited all kinds of other reasons why there's trouble here or trouble there. But this is really kind of what we need to understand. They want to manipulate the data. They want to change it all to suit their purpose. It's just like this ADP jobs number. I looked. There's nowhere in there where it says, well, what type of jobs were they? I mean, they, they give you sectors. You know, they, they say goods producing. Not really sure what that is because it's not manufacturing. That's a whole separate category. Right? Construction. But what type of job is it? Are they full-time jobs? Are they part-time jobs? But let's take it on Facebook. Good news. More jobs is good. Less jobs is bad. Uh, the problem is, None of it seems to match up. It's the same thing we've been facing for the last several years where the data points for some things, I'll say soft data points say one thing, hard data points say another thing. But this is really what I think is really simple common sense. When you manipulate the manipulation, right, which is what they're doing, all of a sudden, you get a bunch of data, and, and it won't make any sense. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, grassroots activist, author of 27 books, and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. The recent anti-Trump decisions by federal judges have reached far beyond the legitimate constitutional boundaries of the federal judiciary. That's why the disappointing remark made by Judge Neil Gorsuch, Trump's nominee to the Supreme Court, was a cause for concern among conservatives. Certainly, Justice Scalia would never have complained that criticism of judges was disheartening or demoralizing. Scalia himself often used scathing language about other judges, such as the time he wrote that I would hide my head in a bag rather than join an opinion of his colleague Justice Anthony Kennedy. President Trump has at least one appointee who is vocal on this topic, White House policy advisor Stephen Miller. Miller astutely observed that Judge James Robart's decision in Washington state was a judicial usurpation of power because it is a violation of judges' proper role in litigating disputes. Precisely 20 years ago, Phyllis Schlafly wrote against the growing problem of judicial supremacy in her monthly Phyllis Schlafly report. Her words ring just as true today. She said, the most important duty of the 105th Congress is to protect America from judicial usurpation and restore our constitutional balance of powers among the three branches of government. The Senate and House Judiciary Committees should hold extensive hearings on various proposals to stop the usurpation of power by the federal courts, Phyllis continued. 
Congress's investigative function is one of its most important duties, and now is the time to use it, close quote. If Congress fails to act, however, it is incumbent on the executive branch to check and balance overreaching by another branch of government. The power of the executive branch to take action against foreigners seeking entry into our nation is central to its constitutional authority. Presidents Thomas Jefferson, Andrew Jackson, and Abraham Lincoln all properly stood up against an overreaching federal judiciary, setting precedents for future presidents to do likewise. President Ronald Reagan was tested early in office by the air traffic controller strike, and he rose to the challenge. So should President Trump. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Can activist judges be stopped? Or will they continue to overturn laws with no regard for the Constitution or the will of the people? To share your viewpoint on never-elected supremacist judges, go to pseagles.com and join the blog conversation. That's pseagles.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. I don't know. I I, I don't know what to, to tell you. I mean, if we really did create, I mean, think about it. If we really were creating, you know, somewhere, let's say 250, 300,000 jobs every month, GDP would be killing it. We'd be, we wouldn't be talking about, you know, one or two rate hikes. We'd be talking about, you know, hey, we got to get half, you know, in quarter points. We'd be talking about half points and, you know, stuff like that. But I guess, you know, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter, right? Because numbers are, you can make them be whatever you want. Let's not count this. Let's not count that. What I loved is we had two different pieces, two different survey data that were kind of doing the same thing. Right, well, one was just about the jobs, but, but the other one had to do with employment, right? That was one of the things on it. The thing that was doing the worst was the employment. So it just made it kind of interesting. But, but this is kind of why it's so difficult right now to know what to do. Every time you turn around, you're told something different. And and we're not sure, right? Is the economy doing better or is it doing worse? Are we really getting out of it? Or are we sliding back into it? And then, you know, when when you do what we do, one of the things I always say is look at what the central banks are doing. That will tell you. And, of course, we, we saw what... The Chinese, the Russians, the Brazilians, the Indians, the South Africans, right? They're all getting together. And they're getting ready to orchestrate the what they're calling the de-dollarization of their debt markets. 
And, of course, gold being one of the centerpieces of that. And then you look at the gold and silver markets in general. Another outstanding year. I mean, I'll give you great, you know, here's a great case in point. So we have this great jobs. I mean, it was fantastic. Gold down eight bucks. Right? If it was a really good, if, I mean, if it was a real number, gold would be down about 28 bucks. Down eight. And even that, that's more what, that's just window dressing anymore. Silver, it's only down eight cents. But I got, I, I want to share with you, we got another, about once, usually I would get this once a year. Once a year, the largest wholesaler in the world, they send out a dealer report. And really, I, I call it, it's not even really a report, it's just this huge Excel spreadsheet. I mean, that's really all it is. And it lists. Every coin in the, and I'll say, well, and I, not every coin, but from the five, a five, the tens, and the twenty. So every Lib, Indian, St. Gaudens is on this report. And on this report, they go back 15 years. And every column, right, is, Okay, there's 15 years ago, 14 years ago, 13 years ago, 12 years ago, and so on and so forth. And I keep telling you, these are the lowest premiums. And I'm saying on record. I don't know that they've ever been lower. I can't see it. I can now tell you without a shadow of a doubt, these are the lowest premiums in 15 years, but not just by a little bit. I'm going to read you. He wrote a a uh, a couple of paragraphs that that he put, and then he attached the report to it. And, and for those of you that don't know, the guy the guy's name Doug Balico. He he is the EVP, the executive VP over there. Since my last update, he wrote, we have seen the continued erosion of premiums. As demand for metals continues to wane in the face of the ever-rising stock market, right? So he's obviously saying, hey, it's the stock market's fault. Of course, the stock market hasn't outperformed gold, didn't outperform gold last year, hasn't outperformed it this year. This is not the only phenomena, but it relates to an across-the-board lack of demand for all gold-related products. The Mint recently reported sales of gold eagles dropped 67% year-over-year from February to February. And silver was worse, where they said demand fell by 75% year-over-year. And this is why I tell you, buy low. See, this is when the low guys buy. When nobody else is buying it, that's when you need to be the guy buying it. And, of course, the metals are proving it out, aren't they? They're not going down. They're going up. 
some of the premium drops between just February and today are staggering. And he goes on to list examples of what I'll call some higher-end coins. MS-64 $5 Liberties used to run you 126% over, over, uh, over spot. That's why we didn't sell them. But any time you got to pay, you know, when my cost is more than 100% over the melt value, you're, you're, you know, you probably don't want to buy it unless you're a true collector. But I wanted to give you the 15-year history. And I'm going to pick the item that we're going to run on special today because I've never seen it. I've never seen it like this. It's absolutely incredible. And I think you should buy as many of them as you can because this is truly an historically low level. This is today's special, just to get to it. It's a Mint State 61 $20 Liberty. Now, we did these $10 Liberties. Remember, what was that? I, I don't know. Was it my, I think it was Monday. You're going to go up six whole grades from where we regularly sell $20 gold pieces, right? Because we just tell you, buy as much gold as you can, right? Forget about grades and conditions and this and that. You want to buy an ounce of gold, an ounce of gold, buy as much as you can. Today, a generic $20 gold piece, a raw $20 gold piece is $1,310. Today, you can go up six grades and buy it for $1,310. When we return, I'm going to give you the spot price and the premium over the last 15 years to show you how incredible this deal really is. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. about unprecedented times. It, it, it's incredible. I mean, you think about, you know, gold's up, what, 8, 9, 10%, I think it's 9% for the year. And yet premiums that are all-time record low. So here's, here's how they do it. They go back to the, what appears, as close as I can tell, the first trading day of January. So the first day of uh, on the chart is January the 3rd, 2003. So this is before I even started working here. Okay, so this would have been Eric and Robbie, right? You guys remember Robbie, right, and Eric, right? They were, Robbie was from Rhodesia, South Africa, right, and all this, and they were out there. Gold. 
and they and they just list the price. Three hundred thirty seven dollars was the spot price of gold in two thousand and three. They said the premium, in other words, what I would pay for a mint state sixty one twenty dollar liberty was twenty seven point five three percent. Which at three hundred and thirty seven dollars would have put the cost at about four hundred and twenty nine dollars. You would have paid about four hundred and sixty five bucks. So you think about, you know, you, you you do some quick math and you're like, even at three hundred dollar gold, you're gonna pay about a hundred and twenty eight dollars over spot for a mint state sixty one. $20 gold piece. And you look at today, it's $1,310 today. Gold's at $1,246. You're paying $64. Macy, $64 over spot. Never be sure. So that was 03. 04. Gold was 408. The premium was 35.93%. So in January of 04, you would have been paying $200 over spot. 05, January again, it was 407. Essentially, the price didn't change, right? At 407, the premium was down to 25 percent over spot. Then the next year, 05, $510. The premium was 22%. Then it was $587. The premium fell down to 14%. And I remember this period because me and Eric were saying, well, gold went up a hundred bucks. And yet the mint state coins didn't move. Right? And, and, and of course, we were selling what? We were, we were telling you, stay at the low end. This is where you want to be. That ended up, that 14%, that was the previous all-time low. And that's cost. So you got to take spot plus that to get to my cost. By the next year, Gold was now $829. The premiums were back to 25%. Then the following year, gold was still at $829, but the premium for the slabs jumped to almost 46%. That was the high mark. So you look at spot gold was 829 The premium hit an all-time high. Uh, 45.88%, you would have been paying, oh boy, about 1300 bucks. And spot gold was about $829. So you're thinking about, you're, you're looking at four, five, almost $500 over spot. The next year, gold hit a 1098 
the premium fell to 32%. Then you, you just kind of follow it along uh, until you get to today. Spot gold, you know what, go to last year. Right, when gold hit its 2015, it hit the low. Right, that 1,050. That premium was at 12% at 1,050. So you have 1,050, you know, you, you, you take your, your, your premium. So my cost would have run you about, would have been about $1,176. You would have been paying about 1270 bucks at 1050 Now gold's, what, $200 higher. And they're at thirteen ten, and so when you you look at the premium now, and you're you take spot twelve hundred forty five bucks, right? You're paying thirteen dollars thirteen hundred and ten. You're paying sixty five bucks on twelve hundred and fifty five. I mean, you're talking about a premium that would be five percent. And right now, according to his spreadsheet, the premium sits at 5%. And now today, he's offered to them to me for less than that. Now you're able to buy them literally at the lowest premium ever. U.S. $20, Mint State 61, Liberty. These are all PCGS and NGC. So you think about the high was almost 50, what, 45%, 46% over spot. The low, it's never been this low, ever. And you're buying it for that price. 1310 at 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. There it is, Patriot Radio News Hour. It is really a world gone mad as the premiums have have fallen to all time historic levels. It really demands gone. And so now you have this this opportunity sitting in front of of yourself and you just gotta decide what it is that you want to do. You know, it's one of those things where I say, you know what, this is why I always say, this is why buying low is so hard, right? Because you got to do the opposite of what everybody else is doing. And that takes a lot of what? Takes a lot of, you know, takes a lot of uh, a gusto, takes a lot of, I don't know what the right, well, I know what the word I want to use, but this is a family show. I don't want to use that word. But you understand the opportunity that is in front of you. Uh, U.S. MS 61, $20 Liberties, they're $1,310. And, and we're going to sell these because there's nothing better to buy. If I had something better than this, 
I'll come out and I'll offer it to you. Uh, so we're going to run this item until we're out of them. And once we're out of them, uh, we'll do, or I have something better. We're going to run this item until we have something better at 800-951-0592. But you're talking about USMS 61 $20 Liberties. The premium right now is 5%. Okay, so you take spot, 1245 by 5%, that brings you to 1307 and then 25 cents. These are 1310. So you're essentially buying them at what the largest wholesaler in the world said is cost today at 800 951 0592, and like I said earlier, all of them are PCGS and NGC certified. Uh, six grades up, so you're paying nothing for the grades, nothing for, less than nothing, less than nothing for all of this stuff at 800-951-0592. I will say this, I, I, I won't do another show until either we're out of them, i got to run something else or something better comes along because as of right now, you guys aren't interested in buying. I get it. You're letting the golden opportunity pass you by uh, because it, this is not going to last. Uh, at 800 Don't forget, make sure you follow us on Facebook. We are going to run. I'll have it up and running tomorrow. It'll be our first ever guess the spot price of gold, which will allow you to win some gold for absolutely nothing. Go out to our website at allamericangold.com, right below where all the spot prices are. That's where our Facebook page is, and you can click on that. It'll take you to You can sign up, friend us there. And I just want to let you know, think about the calls that I've told you about. Remember Rhodium? at 600 and it's now over nine remember when i told you buy every ounce of silver you get your hands on when it was at 1300 or at 13 dollars i mean this is the same type of thing right here on the gold market 800-951-0592 everyone take care and have a great day